welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about season two, episode six, and um, I thought it was kind of a boring episode and then the end happened, so that was wild. Um, looking forward to talking about it. I don't have any tea, but I am drinking my traditional uh, cran apple juice because that's how I do. Since, since when is this tr- a tradition, Sammy? I'm not familiar <laughs> with the tradition. I don't know. I feel like I'm always <laughs> drinking that. It doesn't sound as fancy as Sophia's mint infusion, though, so. You're really like, what is infused? <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? What are you drinking? Any tea? I don't tea have a drink. Sorry. I had a, yeah. I, I, I formerly had a tea um, about an hour ago, but in the spirit of this podcast, I didn't think to time it differently. To <laughs> I'm glad we're living up to our own hype on this. <laughs> I like how I, when we were filming the first episode, I was like, stop, we have to talk about the tea, go back. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is our listeners' favorite segment, so we're just going to keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode. Yeah, so like Semi mentioned, the start of the episode was kind of meh. I had low expectations. So it starts with uh, Levant being back in the cistern, and Azra sees him and is like, What is this guy doing here? Like, she asks him, like, why are you here? And he's like, oh, Hakan brought me back. And she's like, I don't believe you. And they have this whole exchange, which I'm really bored of these Azra and Hakan and everyone discussions. So then we see Ruya. She's, like, in this weird, like, safari garb shooting a giant gun at these targets. As one does. Um, <laughs> I agree more. I was like, what the fuck is that outfit? <laughs> And her hair is, like, so put together. So then Ruya is, like, kind of basically telling Faisal, like, I'm going to start getting ready. Like, I'm not going to be just, like, a, a stagnant participant in this war. Like, I'm going to be super active and I'm going to, like, take charge. So then Leila arrives at the sister and she's, like, finally released from her torture. And so she and Hakan decide to go to the safe house, kind of, like, to keep an eye on each other slash regroup slash have some sort of idyllic love story at some point. And so finally, then we see Zainab uh, finally purchasing her ticket to go to London um, as she had threatened. From a travel episode. agency. Oh my God, that was outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Agreed. Also like your reservation was going to expire. Like I, I, we haven't talked about like ticket reservations in years. So then basically they have this like, time together and Hakan decides he's going to kill Faisal. No, I'm la- yeah, yeah, no, I'm laughing at the Hakan decides uh, to kill Faisal. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, nothing, nothing was going on, and then they went. <laughs> well, he decides that he wants to release Layla from her mind control prison so they can live happily ever after because now they've tasted a little bit of what their happily ever after could be like, um, which I guess is the whole point of them going to that house, which is weirdly kind of dilapidated, has some windows that are broken. Confusing. Anyway. So Hakan goes to Faisal's house, like he very secretly breaks in. And so he goes and, and tries to kill him. And when he confronts Faisal, Faisal reveals that he no longer controls Layla. And 
right as Hakan is like trying to kill them, Ruya comes out of the bathroom with this giant gun. I don't know what type of gun that is, but it's a giant gun. Like to kill um, an elephant, she... probably. I don't know what you would yeah. kill that of like normal size. <laughs> Definitely. And she's like her hair still wet. She's like wearing her pajamas. She's in like a very didn't know I was gonna get killed outfit. Um, so <laughs> she comes out with this giant gun. Starts the same gun she was target practicing with earlier. Um, starts shooting Hakan because they. In, in a previous conversation, we find out that she and, and Faisal think that he doesn't have the shirt yet, so they need to act before he gets the shirt back. But he does have the shirt, so she shoots at him, and he just, like, kind of falls back, but doesn't fall to the ground. And, like, the gun stops him, but obviously it doesn't do anything to him. So Ruya and Faisal run away in this sports car that she drove last episode, and she stops at a gas station and basically tells Faisal, like, you're a wimp, like, you don't care about our cause, like, you're not doing anything, I have to take charge, um, Megan is right, this partnership is just making each of us weaker, so, you know, fuck off, and she just leaves him in the, <laughs> in the parking lot, and drives away in the fancy sports car, which is a Chevy, which is weird, but that's another separate story, and so, Piraya and Megan are, do- are making this very weird potion, which is, like, blue paint with water, and they're kind of like scheming about what they're going to do with, with Leila and how they're going to kill Hakan. And then we go to Azra stopping Zainab from leaving. Uh, she goes to the bus. So the bus that's taking her to the airport, Azra goes and tries to convince her and says, like, you're the only person that can lead the loyal ones. Your father trained you for this and like all this emotional stuff. But Zainab says, you know, I'm waiting for Hakan's call and he hasn't called me which is weird because last episode he like literally went looking for her and like pleading for her to come back. Anyway, that's for our discussion later. But so, well, basically uh, Zainab is not convinced and she still goes to the airport. So then Piraya calls Layla and says, you haven't fulfilled your mission. You haven't killed the protector and we're waiting for you to do this. And if you don't do it, you're going to see what the consequences are. So basically, I mean, we'll see what happens (laughs) with that. And so, then Faisal goes to see Piraya because basically Ruya broke up with him and he's devastated. Which I think for one, we got the, the whole resolution and their relationship that we had been asking about in previous episodes. Or like we got the action in the relationship. And Piraya is like, oh, you're so desperate to come here. And she's like ominously sharpening a bunch of knives that she has lying around her strange lair where she has all the knives you can imagine. And she's just being a crazy person, as she is usually. So then Zainab walks into the cistern. Azra's there, and she's, she was thinking it was Levant. So she's like, what are you doing here? Like, you suck. But then she sees it's Zainab, and she's very happy. And basically, at, right after Zainab... Well, so Azra says, you know, Levant hasn't come back. Like, I don't know what's the deal with him. And then Levant walks in and says, oh, we... We just, I, I found out where their lair is and I have this information. And so Zainab doesn't believe him and says, I need to go check out this place for, for myself. So basically that's what happens. And then Leila goes to see Piraya, which to, to kind of like talk up on the whole mission, I guess. And basically what they're doing is trapping Piraya. So Hakan comes out from behind and actually kills Piraya with the dagger. Because, well, it's part of the whole thing where he's trying to release Layla and he thinks that Piraya is the one that has the hold 
on uh, Layla. So they're both extremely happy because they finally kind of did this thing that they've been waiting to, to do. And they think that she's finally free. So they have like these, this like moment under the stars where they're planning their lives and thinking about having kids and all this sort of stuff, which, well, and Hakan says several times as we mentioned that he's a kid from the Grand Bazaar to justify his antiquated gender role <laughs> expectations. Yep. Um, which we'll get to discuss in a bit. So then Faisal decides to like distract himself from his heartbreak by going to work where he finds out that Ruya passed everything to her name and he's no longer welcome and no longer has anything to do in the company. And so Zainab goes to the lair that Levant provided the address for and she kind of like goes to confront him and he's basically super heartbroken. So they have kind of like a conversation where he's just very open and like basically as it's been building up, we kind of find out that he's like probably the least dangerous of the immortals because he doesn't really care about their mission. He just wants to be with Ruya, who actually does care about the mission and does want to do everything. So basically Faisal is like heartbroken and, and, and it's interesting to kind of see how they've like evolved that character through the, through the show. And so he, he tells Zainab that Ruya is in charge and she's going to find Hakan's weak spot and, he, and she's going to kill him basically. So that's when Zainab gets really scared because she realizes that Hakan is obviously in danger. So she goes to Azra and asks where he is, which is at that dilapidated house. And at the same time, we see Mergen and Ruya in that very nice terrace of the Faisal scheming and, and thinking about like when they're going to attack Hakan and how. And so then we see Hakan who fished an octopus and is killing the octopus. <laughs> In an awful way, but I guess that's how you kill octopus. <laughs> it's how octopi. you tenderize the meat. I think it's already dead. Uh, oh. All right, I, had okay. a, I had questions about that. Thank you, Sammy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I watch a lot of uh, Bourdain cooking shows, and I feel like I've seen that before. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and so Layla's like in the house, like co- chopping a salad, very happy because like they both think that they're going to have their happily ever after, which is kind of Fucking naive dumbasses. considering... <laughs> we're in the middle of the second season of a, of a three season show so jokes on them four season show okay um <laughs> and so basically Layla all of a sudden is getting mind controlled again surprise surprise obviously Piraye was not her master but it's Ruya so that's a, a big plot twist for the episode and so she just gets the dagger and starts chasing around Hakan with the dagger to kill him. And he's like, calm down, whatever. Like, obviously he like trips, falls, cracks his head against a rock. So he's basically passed out. She's about to kill him. And Zainab is like, comes rushing down the mountain, um, is able to save him. And in what we can discuss later is unusual. In my opinion, she grabs the dagger and stabs Layla and, and kills Layla. So, Obviously, Hakan is not happy about that, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a wild episode. I know. I was, like, again, angry and saying, like, this show keeps going downhill, and I'm, I don't have the patience for it. And then I was like, okay, fine. I, I like this Okay, now. fine. You killed Something a major character. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> that, has, that has been killed, like, three or four times by this that's point. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> The least risky person they could have gone after, probably, in terms of shocking 
on screen death, so we've yeah. already seen it. Very true. true. Okay, so now we are going to move on to our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. <laughs> spilling the crayon apple. <laughs> spilling the crayon apple. <laughs> so, oh my God. yeah, my biggest uh, question was the octopus thing. I think I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I truly, I mean, I remember, like, I remembered, I didn't know this was the episode that they now would be killed until I saw them pull up to the beach house because I remembered like the setting of the the death um, for my my prior watches. But then the other thing that immediately came to mind was that octopus and like <laughs> I was like the brutality. The, oh my God, the smacking! I, and I've always been like, is that real? I mean, I can't trust anything on the show. Like everything on the show seems like <laughs> anchored in weird assumptions Fake. and yeah, <laughs> fantasy. So I mean, who knows? But yeah. So I'm, I'm happy I to think, hear it's real. I think you have to tenderize the meat. I think that's a thing that Fisher people do. However little grand bazaar boy i really have trouble believing that he's an excellent spear fisherman who yeah, can just go out there spear? Yeah. catch an octopus yeah yeah Great also point. how do they even get in the water there like it's it's a cliff and rocks yeah. everywhere i i couldn't tell you he didn't even have the shirt which, on which like is, he could have just jumped down and not died yeah. and then spear fished, oh. but, but he didn't have the shirt on why did he take <laughs> the shirt off it's a fucking tattoo it's not gonna get wet like well, and he also know he knows that, like Layla can go nuts. Well, like, well, no, I guess he thought he was after he thought, to... yeah, yeah. But they had just killed an immortal. It's like that's literally they, when they can still died. show up. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of expecting something to happen when they killed Piraye. Like if she was Layla's master, I would I would have either expected like Layla to faint, die, yeah. probably. Well, there was a like, weird like sound effect when the dagger first went into Piraye mm-hmm. that that. For me, I thought because I'd forgotten about the linkage with Ria. Actually, I yeah. thought that it was the that sound sound effect was like the severing of the whatever telepathic connection. But I guess not. I guess it was just similar to the random like rat or bug sound effects that were in uh, Pidaya's cistern <laughs> when they first showed it. That made up. There were no. There's no sign of any kind of varm, uh, ver, vermin there. But for some reason, mm-hmm. there were the sound effects. So I don't know. <laughs> It's it's really unusual because they like I guess we should spend like a moment of silence for Pirai or like not a moment of silence but whatever um, <laughs> a moment of putting like on how, red lipstick <laughs> how creepy how creepy they made her with like her like stabbing and like yeah I don't know like slashing this piece of meat and with a bunch of flies flying around yeah. and then all the <laughs> knives and like that's such a gaudy lair like everything was just yeah. like ugh. Yeah, I feel like an Indian. They did her dirty, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. she had no personality. Like her personality was being a crazy, like, like a crazy bloodthirsty person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not a personality. Exactly. Yeah, not doing great with the female characters in general. <laughs> no. Yeah, with the exception of like Zainab, maybe. Yeah. And Ruya, Although, like, I think Ruya, like yeah. suddenly, I, yeah, Ruya's now. Yeah, <laughs> I was out on her, but they've really like turned her around. Yeah, and um, 
I appreciate that they like took a while for yeah. her to come out of her shell, but she's kind of what I wanted Azra to be mm. in terms mm. of being like a really amazing planner and like boss yeah. bitch. Azra just likes she... fighting with Zainab and not fighting yeah. with Zainab. <laughs> and how sitting in armchairs. In... <laughs> and wearing like two piece suits yeah. of various <laughs> pastel colors. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm still kind of, I guess this is a very, uh, suspend disbelief question, but like, how does she all of a sudden put all of the assets in her name and just like kick Faisal out when he was like the sole person in the company for however many years she was she dead? Have, like, yeah, I she would have to establish herself as living and also his wife. She's been dead for like, I mean, we don't know, but like 20 like a gener- years. A generation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yep. thinks it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not only alive, she wants all of the money. Okay. <laughs> sure, take all the money. Take it oh all. Oh my god. You earned it because well, you're alive. Also, like, I love that though. That's great. What what do those security people think that where she like where was she or like how does Faisal now have yeah, a yeah, wife? Faisal practically had widower tattooed on his forehead for yeah. the yeah. Literally, all he <laughs> talked about was his dead wife. <laughs> I think it's just a testament to how much of a creepy boss Faisal is that everyone would automatically <laughs> be like, oh, thank God this woman is taking over. I mean, like, now that we're talking about it, I hadn't thought of this before, but how stupid for him to be so open and, like, advertise his wife's death. I know. You know that whole period, if his intention was to revive her. True. Clearly it was. Clearly he was always well, looking for to do that. Although let's remember that all of his like trustworthy people in the company were killed. Like remember when, when he tried, well, when he successfully killed Layla the first time, they killed like a bunch of people. But did they not, and there was, did he not talk about it publicly? Like his wife's passing in any of those press conferences and stuff that he I had? I don't remember. I can't I remember, remember Okay. I just, in my head, like my memory of it was, and obviously could be misbe- misremembering, but my impression was with the Hagia Sophia stuff. It's like, oh, my wife. Yeah. But that might have been in private. Yeah, I think it was like in private to what's this guy's name? Masar. Uh, yeah. And like Layla, of course. And, and that you know. pretty bad watercolor painting that was half done. <laughs> oh, God, that was so bad. It was that just because like it a... wasn't done. It was going to be oh, amazing once okay. she added a couple more layers to right. it. Right. Right, I'm sorry. I just want to die for these things. <laughs> apparently, she was a very devoted painter, but she hasn't painted in since she was de- like last dead. Wow. I mean, that kind of goes to the whole like Faisal, like romanticizing her and putting her in this little like wifey box that she's yeah. not actually in. Like he spent a lot of those twenty or thirty years like thinking about how she was the perfect little wife who loved to paint and like probably made all his meals and just sat in the house. So that kind of goes along with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, except she hated that apparently. Yeah. And him. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Important. God, I couldn't stand little like Twitter painted Faisal running all around the place trying to please her. So annoying. Hashtag Twitter painted. I felt kind of bad about it. Like I felt like poor guy. But also it's his own fault. I mean, we not only have a Hakan crying counter in this episode, but also Faisal mm. shed the single tear. 
<laughs> in the no, he, he shed a did he, he shed a bunch of tears? Well, he was kind of like snivelly and like you know puffy eyed, but drunk. I saw like one very dramatic tear <laughs> go down his cheek. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Faisal is definitely a good guy. Like, we should be aligning with him. But he hasn't, okay, except for Mazar's family, which, like, sure, that was. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think but... we'd be aligning with any of the immortals. <laughs> <laughs> but Hold he's, your... like, the least bad immortal. Hold your literal yes. voices, Sammy, and figurative forces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we already talked about the painting, and I feel like we do a, a lot of shitting on the props people in this show, but. <laughs> Again, the wine that Faisal wine. was drinking was so wine. ridiculous. It was cranapple. Yeah. I think it was cranapple. I think everyone <laughs> yeah, cranapple. it was cranapple wine. I'm going to buy wild. a bottle of cranapple for our next episode filming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys should drink white cranberry juice. That's my favorite kind of juice. I recommend it. Highly recommend. Yeah. You can't get it here, obviously. No cranberry because... bogs down there. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think no cranberry in general. Although, isn't the cranberry in Ameri- like a fruit from this continent, from the American I think, continent? I, think it's, I mean, yeah, I think it's, but I think it's more like it, I don't know, requires a... Well, it's in Colombia cold climates, right? Yeah, I was going to say Bogota is cold, but it's like cold because it's in the mountains. I think it needs to be like, mm-hmm. you know, latitude. Real or, cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Latitudinally? Latitudinally? Is that a word? Mm-hmm. You know, it might yeah, be. I think, I think it is. It seems like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Longitudal, I feel like I hear more than latitudal. That sounds, that just sounds dirty. I don't like that. <laughs> anyway, this episode is brought to you by Ocean Spray Cran- Cranapple. <laughs> I wish. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Did y'all catch um, Azra's impressive eye rolls throughout the episode? I was really, every time there was anything with the events, like, Initially, when he came back and he was eating his, like, bodek, his pastry, yeah. massive eye roll, at some point in that conversation with Azra, <laughs> where, like, they dedicated the entire camera angle to her and her eyes, and then, <laughs> and then subsequently, I like to think she rolled her eyes at him, but she, like, turned her head toward him when Zainab called her, and Zainab yeah. was on speakerphone, and Levant had this I told you so look on his face, because uh, the address was right for the immortal letter. <laughs> And Azra turned to him, but we didn't see her eyes, but I'm sure they were being <laughs> That's all she's good for. Yeah, dramatic so eye rolls. Also, like, like, why does Levant eat the bor- eat the boric like that? By like, himself. Just, like, it's such a bizarre way to eat boric. I know. Yeah. How do you even like, get the filling? Like, I was ex- I was gonna say exactly that. Like I think he was eating just, like, suburi, like the boric. I think he was eating suburi, which has like multiple layers of cheese and dough, so it's like you can rip off a piece and probably get some of the cheese and the dough action because it's all like do you want to explain what burek is for our listeners as oh incredible suggestion yes i will so (laughs) burek is is a a a category a class of savory pastry it's not just one thing um (laughs) so it's most the most common the easiest way to describe it to viewers who have no idea what we're talking or listeners not viewers i wish we'll have viewers one day we'll have a like a spinoff movie of this podcast but <laughs> for our listeners today well uh, when we're the property brothers they're gonna see us that's right that's right <laughs> oh my god this episode also sponsored by hgtv uh, <laughs> my no, favorite to- network in the world i have to say same to be honest um back to what i was asked to explain uh burdick so uh, the easiest 
uh, probably our most entry level burdick is in you know in Greek as spanakopita. It's like the spinach uh, savory pastry. So we would call it uspanakle. Uspanak is the word for spinach. Kind of sounds like spanako or whatever the Greek word is. Uh, spanakle burdick. So if you imagine spanakopita, it's like phyllo dough with cheese with uh, a kind of feta cheese, a white cheese, and uh, spinach and savory. So Bodek, if you blow that, if you zoom out from that one example, you can have Bodek with phyllo dough, with other kinds of dough. You can have it like shaped like a cigar. Like there's a kind of Bodek called cigarette Bodek, like cigarette Bodek. You can have it um, in rectangles. You can have it kind of in a spiral shape. Um, but the common kind of unifying factor is that it's baked. It's, uh, it's savory. It's not a, it's not a sweet pastry and but the but everything else pretty much like uh is open for the baker's interpretation you can stuff it with stuff a bodic with beef with spinach with potatoes cheese and a bunch of different kinds of cheeses eggplant you can do i mean you can go crazy with the fillings um and people do i mean there are bakeries that specialize in even specific kinds of bodic and they will get very creative so I think what Levant was eating was soubere, which is, means water burek. And I don't exactly know why it's called that. Um, I think it's because the, the dough is super, super thin. It's not phyllo dough. It's like another kind of dough prepared a different way that's rolled out very thin. And there's many, many layers of that dough. And they put a layer of um, oil, uh, I would assume olive oil, between each of the layers of dough. So it's kind of a, got a slippery texture and the... And there's like small pieces of cheese on each layer. So in a, in, a, in a single bite, you're getting a lot of layers of dough, a lot of layers of cheese. It's very difficult to make, but it's one of the most popular kinds of burek. And just the way he was ripping it off and the way the pieces looked, it reminded me of that. Um, very rude of him not to share because that's delicious. But, but anyway, he did offer like though. He offered that's true, to he did. share and they didn't yeah, want any. Yeah, I mean... Would you have accepted? He's kind of an No, asshole. we're not going to break bread with Levant. He's a Jalon murderer. Yes, yes, exactly. Break bread. Yeah, and he, he refuses to acknowledge his guilt in it. Because actually, Azra confronts, or is it Zainab or Azra who says, like, you Azra. killed a child? Mm. And he's like, eh. Okay. Yeah, I feel like... He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't He care. was literally like... Well, once you hear me whine about my dead parents, then you'll think that I was justified in murdering a child. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand where he's coming from. I don't understand. Does the show want us to think he's redeemed? Like, I, I think don't so. feel like he's redeemed. I feel like the show kind of rushes to like tie up loose ends. And this was one of them that they were like, okay, well, he's back with them now. So all is forgiven. But they could have avoided that if they just like introduced his character earlier, like we were saying in one of our prior episodes, and given him more of a chance to develop in parallel with Hawkeye. Instead, they threw him in, and now they're kind of looks like they're yanking them, yanking him out, or at least like making him a second tier character mm-hmm. <laughs> again, very suddenly. How did we feel about Hawkeye's big plan to kill Faisal? <laughs> <laughs> It was so Hakan, like he didn't even, he just waited for the longest time until they had the chance to run away. And he had them like right there. He could have easily killed the both of them. Yeah. 
Like he's super stealthy walking in, but then he just says hi. I mean, says says hi to Faisal. Like, yeah, he announces up. himself. He couldn't have just like run up and like, ah, you know, like Leila did in the field. <laughs> exactly the, like yeah, Leila. Yeah, a murder run. It's classic. Except screaming <laughs> probably wasn't helpful. For her. <laughs> yeah. Ria was like, I'm gonna have some fun with this homemaker. Like, do a war cry while. She's- <laughs> <laughs> primal scream of anger at Faisal. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about the death, I guess, now? Is, oh, that, what, is that the kind of the elephant in the room? Yeah, we could talk yeah. about it. I also have a question, like, what weather is that house? Because it looks really cold, but they're wearing, like, all these warm clothes. So that that's very confusing to me. I don't know. It, it looks like the, it's really cold. It, it must be... The Black Sea coast, just because I feel like that gets more, like the so Black Sea. The Black Sea is north on the north end of Istanbul, so I would, I would think it's on, up there somewhere. But I don't know. It looks very remote and unfriendly. I mean, Hakan was rocking that white linen shirt, so I think we're meant to assume it's like a perfect summer mm. house deal. And he was just spear fishing. Why are the windows broken, though? Were the windows broken? I missed that. I thought yeah, the house was very... I don't think very... the windows were broken, were I thought they? thought the house was very high-end, because there was, like, that custom, like, mahogany foosball table. Yeah, in the but I think the shot, the shots, the house that they shot from the inside is not the same house that they shot from oh, the outside, sure. because, oh. because it looks so much fancier on the inside than it looks on the outside. Okay, okay. I didn't notice the broken but windows, I'm, so no problem. I'm pretty sure two of the windows were broken. You can check... Uh, we can check for next episode, but it was like the, it was like <laughs> the orange sure. It's an orange goo part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can always be sure that it's not Sammy like insisting that some ridiculous detail actually <laughs> yeah. happened. It's either me or Sophia. <laughs> it's either Sophia or Esky, and it's either <laughs> Sophia or Esky arguing the opposite point. <laughs> I say on <laughs> Oh man. Sophie and I are only friends for the opportunity to argue with each other about the <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, is Layla lying when she said she didn't know like who what happened? Oh yeah, she is, because she's on the phone with Piraye at one point. Mm-hmm. When she comes back from the from torture, she claims she doesn't remember where mm-hmm. she was or who she was with or anything. So actually I think it's like they find out that it's Piraye from Faisal or something. Yeah, they do, I think. Hmm. Like, we don't know that it's Piraye from, or like Piraye calls her, but Leila doesn't know who controls her, I think. Well, yeah, she think knew, her- she was like pretending to work for Piraye, but she definitely didn't know about Ruya. And she did say, um, I think when she was talking to Hakan, she says, oh, I would rather die than like betray you or something like that. And I was like, I literally wrote down on my nose sheet. I was like, foreshadowing. Except she does both. This is true. But she She does, in the end, she's like, I thought actually that was a really like nice way for her to die because she was actually really brave and she was like, Zayna, yeah. kill me, so I don't have to do this anymore. And she was really brave standing up to Piraye. I was, like, really impressed when she was going, like, nose to nose with her. Mm-hmm. 
So she had a good exit. Wait, but do, does she actually say she she does actually ask to get killed? Because I, I guess she says help, help me. So, yeah, but I yeah. thought that yeah, help me or save me or something like that. Because like Zainab is, I don't know. I, I think we can discuss whether like killing her was warranted or not. Like because like she could have easily not killed her in that moment like her feelings for Hakan in theory are what takes her to like actually put the dagger in deeper. You think so? You think it was Zaydef's feelings were making her do that? I thought she was just like, you know, killing her. She's to being a good the, friend to Layla. the danger, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they've been trying to make this point the past few episodes that she's definitely in love with Hakan and that's what's making it so hard for her to kind of figure out what she wants to do with her life. I definitely Which think that is, I don't Hawkon know is going to interpret it that yeah, way. But I feel like that's what they're trying to do. He seems really upset. Like, I think he's going to hate her now or something. Yeah, I think he's really upset his friend <laughs> killed his girlfriend. <laughs> I think yeah. that's an understatement, Sophia. I think he's going to be pretty sad about this. <laughs> Can anyone use that dagger and kill an immortal? Because isn't that the whole point of the protector? I don't... Is Layla uh, actually going to be dead? We didn't see her, like, eyes black over or anything. That's a good question. That's true. And she also is not a full immortal, though. Right. Mm. So maybe... Maybe Zeynep can kill her with the dagger? Maybe. I mean, from the from from the reaction, it seems like that's the intention to make us think that she's dead. But it's very probable the next episode starts with her like <gasps> waking up. Yeah, true. Although I I really I kind of hope she's dead. I liked her, but you know, her role is getting super obnoxious too. Like agreed. There's some characters that just need to leave the show. Yeah, <laughs> tell like <Sophia>. even. If- <laughs> <laughs> Even Levant just needs to leave the show. Yeah, they they like brought him in and it was like, oh my him. god, this is so exciting. And yeah, they have nothing, they don't know what to do with him, as Zetsky said. Yeah. Same with same with Azra. Like Right, right, totally. She's just a bad leader and now she's saying that Zainab should be the leader, but what they're gonna do with it with her. Should we talk about Hakan's flirting? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Out of um, it, was so gross. it was so gross. <laughs> we're all speechless. I don't. I, I feel like that was such foreshadowing. Like I should have seen it coming that they were gonna kill Layla at the end of the episode. Like that should have been really obvious from the whole idyllic, stupid bullshit. But I really like that that she like stands up for herself and says like, "Remember when you were begging me for a job? Like mm-hmm. don't go. Like don't pretend now that like you are like." very powerful or like um skillful man like fuck off we all know better <laughs> yeah no i think she handled it well but like it was just such a like oh do we really need to be seeing this on tv the guy saying shit like this and the girl having to laugh it off and like make yeah. like it's cute flirting oh yeah but she she doesn't i mean she laughs off some parts of it but i think she's like pretty firm in some parts that she's like 
I'm not going to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, it's the same as if you told Zainab, like, okay, now you're going to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, no. Right. Thank God Zainab is back. I mean, I yeah. don't know. She was having, like, an existential crisis at the travel agent, which I understand because she's probably never been to a travel agent before. <laughs> what are you for? Because she's clearly a millennial who uses a computer. But, um, <laughs> Why do we... Since she... So she destroyed her apartment and there's the computer at the cistern was monopolized by Serdar. True. Um, she couldn't make her reservations. On Serdar, who's just disappeared this episode. I guess I he's know. dead. Like, we don't that. know. What happened to him? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was living at the cistern in the hospital bed like the rest of them. <laughs> they all, their address is the hospital bed in the cistern. Yeah. <laughs> Did you catch... Did you catch that that um, Levan says that the cistern is now his home at some point? No. That made me laugh. <laughs> we know all about like, that. <laughs> I was like, okay, now you're the proud owner of the hospital bed where Nisha died. <laughs> <laughs> also, did y'all notice like the variety of lighting in um, the immortal cistern slash layer slash dungeon? No. So- on the way down the stairs, again, I don't like. I don't understand what kind of a venue this is, but on the way down to the lair, there were like these. I mean, I've seen like like these tall fake uh, lanterns. Like they, it looks like there's a candle on them, but they're like electric lights that people have in like suburban backyards, like as you know, backyard decor, or like in the front yard down the pathway from the driveway to the front door kind of thing but it was like <laughs> lining the stairs down the lair were these kinds of fake lantern like yard fixtures and then you get down there there are these candles all you know everywhere like we've seen before and then there was also this giant red like velvet floor lamp that was just, what like, yeah like near the whiskey station <laughs> I and i was like that. who like who bought this stuff and was like this looks like you know ancient non-human creatures would want to have this in their dungeon layer like it was absolutely the strangest assortment of lighting i'd ever seen i just just do candles just do candles that's it that's like that's amazing i did not notice that but these poor props people are gonna sue us Do us for money to go back to prop school. Oh, <laughs> burn! <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm done now. I think I've officially said everything. The octopus was number one. Floor lamp and layer was number two. Okay. <laughs> so should we move on? Yes. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our history section. Today we're going to talk about the Grand Bazaar since Hakan and Layla mentioned they're flirting about a million times, even though I really don't understand why. And then also malls because that's the modern equivalent and Turks have a lot of malls. It's true. (laughs) I think at one point uh, Turkey had the most shopping malls i don't know what the statistic was it was was it sheer number or was it like per capita it was something it, whatever I it was yeah i don't remember which it was they don't have the title anymore because i checked this morning uh, okay. and it was like estonia or latvia or something but okay. at one point they did have the coveted title of most malls 
Yes, yes. And I remember actually, if you, <laughs> my personal anecdote, so I was in, well, obviously I was in my high school yearbook, but like there was like, <laughs> there was like, they didn't exclude me, uh, but there was a special section of it that was about like, spring break or like what people did on spring break and I was one of the exotic kids who went out of the country during spring break I went to high school in Iowa for the context of our listeners uh so I was pretty it was pretty interesting that I'd left the country for the one week and I'd gone to Turkey and they interviewed me when I got back for the yearbook and they were like what did you like what's your number one observation uh from your trip to Turkey and I was like there are a lot more malls than I remember from my last trip that was the quote <laughs> in my high school senior yearbook about Turkey it's like oh my god I did a great job representing because I'm trying to make up for it now with this podcast <laughs> but there are a ton of malls and it's really I mean like with this whole COVID thing too like one of the first or like the first kind of class of businesses to open up back up were the malls i mean with masks and whatnot but like over the summer obviously or i think they weren't going to turn the air conditioning on over the summer or something because of the risk of spreading the virus through the the ac and i was and people were still going like that's just where people now with the lack of especially in istanbul the lack of green spaces uh mm-hmm. that's what malls have kind of become have been like outdoor recreation spaces but like not outdoor obviously because they're um, indoor <laughs> by the nature of malls um, but that being said Grand Bazaar is probably the first one of the I don't know if it's the first but it's one of the first examples of a shopping mall um, but obviously it doesn't feel anything like the the other ones uh, do you guys want to talk about like your impressions going to the Grand Bazaar for the first time um other sure maybe I love the Grand Bazaar. I go, went there a lot <laughs> when I was living there. You can shop for pretty much anything and not really food in the Grand Bazaar, although there's a couple of like coffee places and stuff. Um, but what I really like is that it's all divided into little neighborhoods. So there's like the leather neighborhood, there's the jewels neighborhood, there's the gold neighborhood. There's like all the tourist tchotchkes along the main stretch. And in the gold neighborhood, you can hear guys like shouting on the phone for the stock prices of, or I guess the price of a gold bar. And then the like shopkeepers, if they're selling something, will like peek their head out and ask what the price is and then calculate the price of the jewelry. It's just a really fun experience and super diverse in terms of everything you can buy. And also the people that work in the Grand Bazaar are amazing. <laughs> they're like, mm-hmm. they'll like heck, they're like, you know, try and get you in their stores. So they'll talk to you. But they're really funny. They all speak like a crazy number of languages. Like if you want to learn foreign languages, you should probably go work and how to negotiate and do business. You should probably go work in the Grand Bazaar. It's definitely better than an MBA, um, <laughs> which is why I don't understand why Hakan is such a fucking terrible negotiator. Yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty amazing place and it's really fun talking to all the people. Yep. Uh, Sophia, do you have, are you able to hear us and comment? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess for me, the Grand Bazaar is a bit overwhelming, A, because I'm a terrible negotiator. Um, so I never try and buy anything because I always feel like I'm going to pay the full price, which is not what you're meant to do at the Grand Bazaar. <laughs> I remember one time Sammy and I went to get Ezgi a birthday present at the Grand Bazaar. And we were in this like store that was like off the main thing. Like it was kind of hidden away kind of like Hakan's father's store, like not in the center of the action. 
And I just remember the guy being like, no, this is the lowest I'm going to go. And like Sammy and I like insisting and he just wouldn't go lower. And I was like, oh my God, I just get so anxious in this situation <laughs> when you're like just meant to keep pushing, but I just can't do that. Like, yeah, it's very nature. awkward if you're not used to it. But yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's really cool. And people definitely speak like every single language you can think of. And they try to guess your nationality when you walk by mm-hmm. um, and talk to you in that language. So it's kind of funny. Sophia um, was always uh, Turkish. They always thought she was yeah. Turkish. <laughs> Story of my life in Turkey. <laughs> People thinking that I'm Turkish, but I refuse to speak Turkish for some yeah, reason. Yeah, they're like, why is she so rude not speaking Turkish? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think basic info about the Grand Bazaar. It's, there are 61 covered streets or neighborhoods, like Sammy mentioned, uh, 4,000 shops, th- 31,000 almost square meters of space. It's all under a bunch of, if you look at it from the sky, it's a bunch of domes covering it. Actually, it developed around, like most bazaars developed around the mosques in the area. Like there was, there's always kind of a little, in the old, in Fatih especially, attached to an old mosque, there'll be like a bedestan, which is like the, um, like people who would go to pray because the mosque was kind of the center of the neighborhood. They would also go to shop in the bedestan. And that would, I think also somehow benefit the mosque of the revenue from that so I think what kind of happened was my understanding is that they all kind of merged a bunch of them kind of merged and then grew further um so there's it's I don't think it's a coincidence that there's so many mosques in that area and there's a giant market um but if anyone has seen us differently somewhere and would like to correct me on the history there please feel free <laughs> this is my theory and in 2014 it was the number one most visited tourist attraction in the world with almost with over 91 million visitors that year so wow. it is uh, no surprise that we we all find it overwhelming because at any given time <laughs> it feels like there's 91 million people around you <laughs> definitely um, and it's so hard to find what you're looking for unless you're like already know what you're looking for like if you just go to buy shit you can spend days and days because you're just going to see so much stuff mm-hmm. it's also like if you get off the main track like you can find something and you'll never be able to find it again. Like um, this one time I was there, I was with my parents and we found this jeweler store stall and it was tiny. It was like the size of a closet. The guy invited us in and he was showing us these unbelievable like diamond insects that he made that were also on sale at Barney's in New York. It was like crazy fancy. And each one was like, you know, a couple thousand dollars or even more. And it was unbelievable and then never found him again. <laughs> so there's some like really amazing stuff. And I, I also think if you have a stall in the Grand Bazaar, you're like made like those people have like empires out of their one little five by five stall. So don't underestimate the business people there. Yep. That's also like something that's portrayed weirdly on the show. Cause like Hakan is like apparently not very well off. Although his dad's house is like super fancy anyway. But I think probably like, just the markup price on whatever they're selling is enormous. I don't know yeah. if I'm making that up, but I. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody's living in poverty who has stall in the Grand Bazaar. Yeah, yeah. Unless um, you're Hakan you... and you have Hakan's business acumen, you might be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you're <laughs> as smart as Hakan, you might be living in poverty. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what are you guys' favorite malls? Oh. Mine is Canyon, which is spelled like canyon, but with a K. 
if you want to look it up. It's beauteous. Yes. I want to make my home there someday. There, and there are uh, residential. There's a residential. Oh, I know. Place, so Basically, awesome. you live up top, and then you take the elevator down. There's a gym, a really nice gym. And then there's, like, really cute restaurants and a movie theater and shopping. And, like, you never need to leave. It's wonderful. COVID pod. COVID pod. It's like the Faisal. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Faisal, except less creepy overt references to Trump. <laughs> yeah. that's, where the, that's where the Shake Shack was, right? Snake Shack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think my to, favorite we need to get Avery on this show to tell us why he <laughs> referred to it as Snake Shack so the best thing. I, don't, I don't know why he, he called it Snake Shack but I still call it that <laughs> um, my favorite is Zorlu Center for sure my favorite thing about it though is it's like off a really busy highway but you can't hear anything mm. at the mall it's really nice and it's like very nice and like light and has like fountains and stuff it's very American, I guess. It's not like an American really. high-end mall. I, it's I, not really though, because it's so like it's. I feel like it's much more massive. Yeah. I don't know. It's got like the apartments and apartment complex again within it, and it's got a really big, pretty prestigious at this point performing arts center too. That's like that was built mm. as part of the mall that has already like risen to prominence. Um, like all kind of any Broadway production, tour, international touring production of a broadway show that comes to turkey will play there and like not somewhere else so not in like any of the city theaters so municipal theaters i should say so which i think is like very random that it's gotten to be so prestigious so quickly but like a mall theater but i think it must have i don't know really high-end equipment or tech technical specifications or whatever but yeah i like the i like both of the i don't know if i have a third option to throw out on the table what about the one with the aquarium in where is that in florida like in i don't know really far from everything yeah that was so far hold on i think as you might have said that that was really expensive and not worth it or something and it was really (laughs) expensive and not worth it it's true but still the idea of a mall that has an aquarium is pretty cool yeah but that's like i feel like in in Europe in general, you see a lot of this, like the, it's not just a place you go to buy clothes, like the malls are like full on leisure centers. Like, yeah, you, you might have even a theme park attached to a mall. Maybe, maybe that's just mm-hmm. in Turkey, but like there are some malls that had like indoor theme parks attached to them. And there's like, that's, the it, that's like that here. Yeah. I mean, some of them, but yeah, I, I mean, can definitely relate to that, that people like don't have like, their main leisure activities going to the mall that happens here a lot yeah but they've been they were closed for COVID so yeah okay Weird. one yeah. time Sophia and I went to the movies at the mall <laughs> by ourselves <laughs> unsupervised what unsupervised yeah <laughs> without knowing how to say popcorn yeah and we also we had to choose a seat it was like on a screen I think and there were like little seats with like hearts over them, but we didn't really notice. <laughs> and so we chose one of the heart seats, which was like a love seat slash I think you're supposed to make out the whole time if you're sitting there. Unclear. <laughs> I don't remember what movie you watched, but it must have been in English. It was not, really bad. Had a really I just, hard time. Yeah, I remember it being really bad. <laughs> and that's when we learned that popcorn is the same word that Egypt or like corn is the same word that Egypt yeah, and Turkish. Yeah, which is wild. 
Yeah. Or in Arabic, I think too, right? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, mus- mus- so Musr is the word for uh, Egypt in Turkish and also in Arabic. And I would assume it's the same for corn. I don't know. Let's see what uh, corn is in Arabic. <laughs> so Fia, well, you were there too, right, Eski? You just weren't plastered up against us when we got stuck in the uh, Spice Bazaar? No, I think I think I was, oh, in the, I was, in the I was in the Spice Bazaar. Bazaar. I was not at the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were at the Spice Bazaar, which is Mr. Charsha, and it's like very crowded. And I don't know what happened, but somehow we got stuck in a wall of people for like at least <laughs> half an hour, and we're literally yeah. you were pressed up on all four sides with awful. people. It was really scary. And um, as he was like a few people behind us and Sophia and I were plastered together and then there was just like old ladies all around us who were very insulted by our presence. And uh, yeah, that was, that probably, was a fun half hour. I probably knew you guys got the love seat at the movie theater and they were scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that was a, I have to say I've had very similar experiences at the Spice Bazaar subsequent to that too. Like there's just a lot of people there. It's not just tourists. Like normal people go there too. Right. Yeah, they buy their, yeah, their supplies and like stuff. The, there's so the covered part of the Spice Bazaar that's a little bit, I guess, fancier looking or, mm-hmm. you know, more uh, renovated looking is definitely the touristy stretch because there's like, there's mostly spices, tea. Um, Turkish delight. Mm-hmm. Turkish delight, yeah. And then some like tchotchkes. And then when you leave the ritzy, more covered part and you get to like the normal kind of extension of the Spice Bazaar, like a normal market where they have like cheese and fruits and vegetables and olives and meat and stuff there is where we got stuck, I think, was right yeah. at the intersection of the more touristy part and the like real people part. And it was just, yeah, worlds collide, bodies collide, <laughs> all sorts of collisions. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, I've had, I've, I've like that same intersection where I've thought I've, it would be a good idea to exit through the back like that. Yeah. I had the same, not the same as in, not the same length of time. Cause that was like an exceptionally long time to be stuck our, yeah. our experience, but <laughs> I have gotten stuck for a few minutes after that too. So it's just, uh, don't, don't do that. If you go there, just don't do that. Especially like in the post COVID world, you don't want to invite that kind Oof. of human contact. Oh my God. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Yeah. But the Spice Bazaar is awesome. Highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. Go get some Turkish just delight. Like, just like exit through the touristy entrance you walked in. That yeah. Would, uh, be tricky. Yeah. <laughs> but I have um, to say the Turkish delight is one of, well, it's not my favorite Turkish dessert, I will say. Ooh. I mean, if you put a plate of baklava and a plate of Turkish delight in front of me, I would choose baklava, but I still love Turkish delight, you know? Not my kind of texture. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Should we mention now that this is Sophia's last episode, or like when would be a good time to mention? (laughs) 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 Wait, Izzy, I remember there's something really traditional Turkish thing that you don't like. Is it the little fish? No, I like the like fried. I didn't like I didn't like olives until like a year ago. Now I like inhale olives. (laughs) That might have been it. I think I like everything else. That was like my one like kind of. That was like my one like big Turkish staple that I really couldn't stand when mm. we were in Turkey was olives. Can't think of. Yeah, I'm also not going to re- reveal my opinion about pomegranate because that might kill me anywhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, Sophia. We want to get sponsored by Gulolu. 
We yeah. need to be careful. <laughs> and palm I, wonderful I do places. love. Yeah, and palm wonderful. I, I do love baklava, but mostly Javizli. Yeah, me too. Sorry. That's another terrible thing to say, but still. <laughs> I feel like I feel like most. Uh, I don't know. Most like I feel like I, I hate to use the word foreigners, but most foreigners seem to like walnut better than uh, pistachio. Whereas think, in Turkey, there's this whole cult of like the pistachio, where if you're not having <laughs> it with pistachio, you're wrong. <laughs> I think we should save. Uh, I feel like baklava could be a whole other history section. Definitely. We need to like force them to eat it on screen. Yeah, really. Well, <laughs> Levan will give us that moment. It seems like he's kind yeah. of a pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love him. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Moving on to our what the fuck section. I have a lot. I have a lot of what the fucks. I only have the octopus, so please, you can take my... (laughs) What the fuck octopus? (laughs) (laughs) How do you say octopus in Turkish? Octopot. Oh, that's disappointing. (laughs) It's like octopus. It sounds like octopus. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, I have what the fuck fake wine, which Mm, is pretty self-explanatory. Yep. What the fuck, Hakan? You're just so bad at your job. It's unreal how bad at your job you are. When he went to go try and kill Faisal, he clearly doesn't want to kill anybody. What the fuck, Zeynep, for walking into the crypt alone with a gun, even though it's like where the immortals hang out and the gun yeah. isn't going to do anything? And then she was about to run when she like saw him and he was the only one she was about to turn and like leave. Which, I mean, like, that seems like the appropriate response. Right, no? but like, Yes, but, like, why then point the gun at all, right? If you're, like, gonna, like, if your big plan is to just take a peek and bolt out, like, what, yeah, like what you said, what does that gun do for you? Yeah, it was bizarre, especially after Ozra had, like, hyped her up as the best of the best. Well, that might be true. (laughs) These things could still be true. Yeah. (laughs) I have, what the fuck, wearing your white linen shirt while you tenderize octopus? kind of tangential but it was a really nice shirt he looked yeah, really hot in it and then it feels yeah. like there'd be some spraying happening anyway yeah. um, and then what the fuck taking the shirt off to go swimming like we've been over this there's no reason to take it off you literally the only time you could die is when you take the damn shirt off so <laughs> i'm just bewildered and just leaving it like around the house like in a pile like this thing is hundreds of years old you're not worried about it Folded at least. Yeah, she like threw it in the sink. <laughs> yeah, she basically threw it in the sink and then ran down there. I thought I, for a second, I was like, if I were in that situation, I would like take it and just throw it at him, just like in case he could somehow. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> best of the loyal ones doesn't actually mean that you're very strategic. Yeah, that is, I think, the number one uh, job requirement is to like not be good at thinking on your feet <laughs> if you're a loyal. <laughs> and enjoying cuddling because you're going to be sleeping in a bed with a lot of people in a hospital bed in a sister (laughs) (laughs) Sophia what are your what the fucks Mm, I think 
Let me let me think. I think you guys took most of them, but Ruya and Faisal like screaming at each other in front of like a family in the gas station was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those people were gonna do something in the background. Yeah, I thought they were gonna be like you know like thugs who were gonna like try to mug them or something, and they were gonna oh, be like, oh that would have been awesome. Uh uh-uh, uh, bitches, we're immortal. We're gonna <laughs> cut you. <laughs> but no, they were just like I don't know having a trash can fire session. I don't know what they were doing over there. Oh. <laughs> they look like they were at a fire. I'm not even... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but they probably, like, lived there. I don't know. Yeah. I just got the feeling they were maybe homeless or something, but I don't know. Yeah. I could Weird just be making... In the background. Yeah. Yeah. It was um. the props people. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I don't know where to put that. <laughs> I'm, I'm still very what the fuck about, like, randomly Faisal losing everything. Like, yeah. I feel like you would have safeguards against that. It is what the fuck, but I also think it's great for the plot. So I'm going to ignore the what the fuckness of it. And also what the fuck, like Piraye so easily getting tricked. I don't know. I feel like yeah. that death was too easy. I mean, they're either going to bring her back or they just didn't care enough about her as a character, which is very possible. You know? Yeah, I mean, they left her on the ground with the dagger in her chest and they, like made out. So I don't think they really took care of the body in the way they needed to. But we, we've never, like, they've never expressed what they have, what you're supposed to do with a dead immortal body. Like if you burn it or something. Right. So they can't go come back to life. Yeah, they need to figure that out. Some another part of the research that the loyal ones should have done, but haven't done. Yeah. They've had so much time to do so much research for <laughs> centuries. <laughs> I wanted to institute a new thing as we wrap up the episode. I thought we should do an immortal counter just so we can keep track of how many bad guys there are still out there. So we have Ruya, Faisal, Margan, and Vizier. And that's it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. four. That's easy. No problem. We got this. <laughs> Invite them for brunch, kill them. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to train to be a marriage counselor and then get Faisal and Ria to come to a session. I feel like, I, I'm, are they like on paper married? Like in the, hum- like, I'm just truly curious about that. I doubt that. Was she on paper dead? Like, there's a lot of things to be curious yeah. about. We need to review a lot of paperwork before our next episode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, did we do it? I think we did. Awesome. All right. Despite so... my terrible connection issues, I'm sorry. No, once it, you were in the closet, later, yeah. it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> okay, so thank you guys so much for listening. Next time, we're going to talk about season two, episode seven. And I don't know, hopefully, I don't want to say hopefully Layla is actually dead, but kind of hopefully, I don't know. And RIP to um, Piraya and her red lipstick, because we're going to miss you, kind of. (laughs) Thanks for listening.